Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. We're going to do a quick shout out to Helsinki, Finland. Yay, Helsinki. Yes. Would be a cool place to go. To go. Another place to, that we would like to go. So thank you, Finland. Thanks, Helsinki. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. All right. You can check us out at Grace in the Shadows ORG. You can email us. Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows ORG. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Check out our Etsy store if you would like to get a Grace in the Shadows t-shirt or coffee mug. Shadows of Grace.etsy.com. You can become a monthly supporter on a link in our show notes. And finally, you can get the Porn Blocker Covenant Eyes. Uh, there's a link in our show notes. And if you use the promo code GRACE1998, you will get one month free. Mm-hmm. All right. What kind of good facts do you have today? Vacuum cleaners were originally horse-drawn. What on earth? One of the earliest known vacuum cleaners was so large that it had to be hauled from the house to house via horse-drawn carriage. So how would you use it in your house? Its giant hoses were popped through the windows of customers, and a gas-powered motor generated the suction that pulled the dirt and debris into a glass container where onlookers could gawk at the volume of filth coming from their neighbors' homes. Oh, that would be embarrassing. They would see all the dog hair in ours from dog sheds. Oh. (sighs) Well, okay. The largest padlock in the world weighs 916 pounds. It's created by a team of students and teachers in Pavlov Art College in Russia. And why was it so big? It measures 56.8 inches tall, 41.3 inches wide, and 10.2 inches deep. Altogether, its hefty lock, including a key, weighs 916 pounds. It protected something large, and it doesn't say what it was. Was it a giant's house? I don't know. Interesting. Okay, well, that's a big old lock. Pandas poop most of what they eat. (laughs) Now, that's pretty interesting. Well, let me explain this. Don't we all, though? Yeah, I was thinking really, Um, that's really, I was thinking that's really a deep question, literally. Well, I mean. That's pretty deep. How is that different from us? Well, pandas basically only eat bamboo. Okay. And that has to itch. <laughs> which also happens to be incredibly hard to digest. Oh. That means that these adorable animals must eat about 30 pounds of this stuff each day to get enough nutrients, defecating about four-fifths of what they eat. Uh, okay. And even what they do digest is not especially easy on their gastrointestinal system. These guys should really consider to change their diet. So hopefully, as you're listening to this, you're not eating your lunch. <laughs> All right. I definitely don't eat bamboo. Well, no, because it's not easily digested, obviously. You learned it here. McDonald's introduced drive-through service due to the military. Oh. 
Uh, that's def- definitely different. That is different. The first McDonald's drive-thru was installed in a restaurant based in Sierra Vista, Arizona, mm-hmm. located near uh, Fort Huachuca. Okay. Military installation. Military rules forbade the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms in public, and they weren't about to change into civilian clothes just to grab a burger and run back in the restaurant. Okay. So then David Rich, the manager of a restaurant, came mm-hmm. up with the solution, cut a hole in the wall and allow members of the military to pick up their orders without stepping out of their car. Well, I think the Marines still, they're not supposed to go out in their uniform. They're not. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, well, that's pretty. I I never knew that's how drive throughs came about. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Last one is Alfred Hitchcock was frightened of eggs. <laughs> he was frightened of a lot of things. He was a weirdo. We were on a kick there for a while, and then we, we stopped. Still have some to watch. Yeah, we still do. All the right. master of suspense who terrified audiences with the movie Psycho and the Birds considered himself an obophobe, which frightened of eggs. I'd probably chop that up. wonder if he was frightened of like fried eggs or just eggs in general. I have no idea. That's kind of weird. That is old Al strange. He was he was just a bit different. Just a bit off. Just a bit off. All right. Well, I, we'll talk about okay. different types of narcissistic parents. Interesting. Okay. And here are five of the most common ones. All right. The first one's the grandiose narcissistic parent. Okay. This type of parent sees themselves as superior to others expect, mm-hmm. and expect their children to reflect their greatness, usually wow. by using their child's achievements. Accomplishments is a source of narcissistic supply. Mm-hmm. They may constantly criticize their child or make them feel like they're never good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may set unrealistic expectations for their child uh, and become angry or dismissive when their expectations are not met. I've met quite a few of those as a teacher. I really have. And it, it can be really hard because you can see how much they are putting down their kids and um, putting the stress and pressure on them as well. And even when they do well, they may use their children's achievements yeah. for their own attention admiration. For their own glory. Yeah. And, and it is tough. It's it's tough to to have a parent like that, I'm sure. The second type of narcissistic parent is the vulnerable narcissistic parent. Okay. This type of parent suffers from low self-worth, needs validation, attention uh, their child from their child to boost their own self-worth. Mm. The child of this type of parent may feel responsible for the parent's emotional needs and gratification. That's tough. <clears throat> yeah, you're basically expecting your child who you're supposed to rear and and to build you up to build you up uh, and they're not even they're you're supposed to be helping them that's tough that's a tough situation for a child to be in some examples a mother who constantly seeks validation through her child and appears to be overly sensitive to criticism Mm. or a father who appears empathetic but often uses guilt tripping Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. tactics to manipulate his child wow Um, a parent, another example would be a parent who repeatedly shares their own struggles with their child seeking sympathy, validation, but may not be able to reciprocate for the support of their child for the same, hmm. similar situations. That's pretty tough. Yeah. That's okay. Vulnerable. Vulnerable narcissistic parent. Okay. Have you, have you seen any of those? I can't think of that. I have really, have you? I think I have. They're, they're a little bit harder to recognize yeah, and discern I guess so. because they're vulnerable and there's some 
they may appear to be more empathetic, more, you know, you, you picture narcissists being more confident or appearing to be supercilious in nature, uh, but they're kind of can, can appear to be uh, low self-worth. You know, yeah. as we're saying this, I'm going through my brain of students that I taught and I actually can think of. You can. I can. Yeah. And yeah. A child that, that felt like he had to constantly check on his mom and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I, I can see that is a sad. It was, and he was very, a very nervous child, very nervous and, and just overwhelmed. And so he had a parent, the parent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I now that I started thinking about it, I can't think of at least one. I bet you he or, or children in that situation feel like they miss childhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The controlling narcissistic parent. Mm-hmm. This is kind of more stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Uh, this type of parent tries to exert control over every aspect of the child's life to reinforce, reinforce their sense of power and importance. This child of this type of parent may feel uh, like they have no autonomy Mm. uh, or their parent may try to sabotage any attempt for them to become independent. Oh, yeah, that's hard. This may be examples. Maybe they may try to control every aspect of the child's life, Mm -hmm. where they live, what they do, who they spend time with. All their activities, yeah. Or belittle, criticize the child, Mm -hmm. make them feel like they're they're never good enough. Right. Yeah. That'd be hard to get for a child to get away from. It would be. Right. Yeah. You know, the this child would probably feel emotionally uh, unavailable, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. neglected when their needs, love, right. attention, support. Yeah. And almost feel smothered or imprisoned. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Um. And that would be a lot of codependency there. That's what I'm thinking. That person definitely, the child, mm-hmm. you know, as they've grown up, would definitely need some strong counseling to be able to overcome that, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The absent narcissistic parent. Okay. This type of parent may neglect, neglect their children's emotional and physical needs prioritize their own interests, hobbies, career over their child. The child of this type of narcissistic parent may feel unimportant, unworthy, their parents' love and, and attention. That's interesting. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So they they abandon them and think only of themselves, mm-hmm. and in so doing, they're being a narcissist about it. Okay. They lack the emotional support. The yeah. narcissistic parent may fail to provide emotional Right. You know, nurturing to the child and may dismiss the child's feelings and emotions. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's even neglecting the physical needs. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think the malignant narcissistic parent. This is the fifth one. Okay. This type of parent, emotionally abusive, this is very stereotypical, more, more, um, it's similar to the controlling narcissist, but a little more uh, maladaptive. Okay. The type of parents, emotionally abusive, manipulative, toxic behaviors, gaslighting, love bombing, triangulation, creating, um, you know, flying monkeys within the family mm-hmm. or in the neighborhood where you create conflict mm-hmm. to make yourself look good. Yeah. I imagine being a child of one of these parents is very, very difficult. 
Oh yeah, I. You know, the parent may say, you know, you you sh- you got to make grades like your sister, right? Or you, you know, comparing or to to other siblings or other people mm-hmm. or causing conflict with your own child. Now that's evil. Why would you want to do that? That's evil. That is evil. So yeah. that is it. Do you? Um... No, uh, that is very interesting. You know, we we found that a lot of our listeners really like to to learn more about the narcissist, and we so I think it's really cool how you approach it from various and sundry ways, roles, and things like that. So pretty cool. But even if you have a narcissistic parent that fits one of these types, you can always remember that God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Oh, 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 oh,